Hello and welcome in today's Sunday interview. I'm super excited to have Mick Mazu in today's interview. He is a great artist, a great DJ, is producing amazing music and I'm I really love his music. I'm a fan of his music. So that's why I'm super excited to have the artist in today's interview. We jumped right away um, into the interview. So there was not much time for introduction, but he will explain who he is, how he grew up, how passionate he is about his music. So yeah, just stick to the interview. Enjoy. If you have feedback, give me feedback. I would love to hear it. And thank you so, so much for the support and for listening to the podcast. With that said, the interview starts right away without any further delay. The more honest you are as an artist or as a person, if you are doing something that, that in which you have a following that follows you for your personality, if you're an online personality, then yep. honesty comes number one, you know. So people 100%. will immediately notice when you're not honest. And I think that being honest about everything uh, leads to better um, audience engagement. That's true. Yeah, I, I I really love your content you're doing on Instagram. So, I mean, it's pretty great what you do. So, I also oh, love uh, what I you're don't. posting. Sorry, you don't? I, I don't really. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's really random. And I, I mean, wish I had a bit more structure. But for now, oh, I'm happy that Don Diablo did something. Now I can post that. That's how I how it yeah. usually goes. And that, that's okay. I mean, that was insane how he, like, yeah, opened up the show. Like, like... Is it usually then when something like this happens, is it like super random for you that you just discover that or how? Well, with, with, in the case of Don Diablo, um, we sort of followed him around earlier. So we knew that he was about to play, but we didn't okay. know when. And then we tuned into the live stream yeah. and I just saw him play it as a first stream of the stream. Damn, that's amazing. But I like, think like they only uploaded the second half of the set, so we were lucky that they, up, sorry, that they put Artune first, because yeah. in the end Artune was somewhere in the middle of his whole set. He later uploaded his full set, and Artune wasn't the first track played. But on the live set, when we first saw it, and when I also did the post, I just <laughs> opened up the stream, and then all of a sudden Don Diablo started playing, and he started out with Artune. So that was crazy. Yeah. That is that is amazing. That is amazing. And like, does it have a direct effect on onto your music? Like in terms of the the peaks you're reaching, or some kind of like reach you're reaching with your profile or whatever, or is it still the same kind of path you have to go through? Still the same kind of hustle for for every listener, or does it make an exponential impact if someone that big plays you? Um, yeah, I guess it's more like a credibility thing. And okay. we obviously released under Hexagon that song. We released on a Hexagon, and Hexagon is the label of Don Diablo. So yeah. it was like there are bigger chances because of that that Don Diablo plays it because he knows the song and you know he wants to promote his own music because he will benefit from that himself as well. Yes. Um, and for me, usually listeners. Like for when working together with a label like Hexagon or Don Diablo, uh, you get direct fans from Hexagon and Don Diablo because he has very committed fans. Of course, so yeah. they are also very, um, I'd say they are also very involved in what's happening and very proactive. So they are always looking. Like Artune, when it got released at Hexagon, like one week or two weeks before that, they were talking about the tune on the Hexagon Reddit. Like fans have their own Reddit, and then they discuss yeah. all the releases that will come through on that label. Them. So that was the, the plus point to releasing with them that people are actually like continually looking towards new releases. And that was the luck with that tune. But for me, usually like finding an audience, like listening audience, Spotify, it's all label wise. Okay. Um, with Instagram and stuff right now as well. Like I did an Instagram takeover on the Hexagon page. Then I got like, 100 followers within one day uh, Damn, because impressive. of the because of the interaction I had there so I just did stories for one day straight you know and that that's how that that got down yeah 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 um, in general I'm looking for uh, I don't know artist branding still still for some piece of content you know yeah and still for uh, 
ways to finding that audience and it's still difficult but we're getting there could, i'm also could, like for me it's difficult because i'm focusing on music i'm focusing on uh, branding i'm focusing on reaching an audience i'm focusing on negotiating releases you know i have so many headaches with other people that are like no we want this percentage or we want this money for this release then i have yeah. to negotiate with them to keep that lower like also other singers other producers like eventually you are your own ma- i don't have management right now so you're your own manager so you also have to reach out to labels you also have to yeah. look for people that can photograph you or that can brand you that can like there goes a lot of time in like everything besides music you know and yeah. then the music also takes time so it's quite tiring um yet at the same time very fun <laughs> and and, so, and 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 how much is the percentage of like like actually producing music and organizing everything else is it like 50 50 or is it even more towards the whole organization part like organizing all the things around like the branding well, as you well, said and the problem uh, with my job is that i'm always thinking about it so like for me i don't have a lot of time where i'm really turned off that's why i'm now sometimes doing the weekend with friends yeah <laughs> not not that that's my way of getting rest or maybe it is but that's one of the ways you know you're just plugging off also just turning your phone down for a day or like going on runs or shit like that because yeah for me like my mind is 100% on my career or on my music at all times. Like the connections I have with people are mostly based on music. I am talking right now. I got a new text message from someone else, which I'm making music with, you know, everything is based around music. Uh, So in terms of that, that's my full time, you know, and uh, for me, like my spare time goes hand in hand with my work time. Like my whole life is this, I don't have a job in which I, stop with working yeah <laughs> and then like i'm at home and 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 can let go of all the stress because it's still there um yeah. so for me right now making music i i don't know because i don't plan my work and that's something that i'm bad in but i don't plan the the business part of it that much i'm just continuously continuously working on that i i think you're quite far ahead with this strategy because you're starting and doing continuously and i think that's something um pretty strong because a lot of people do struggle with starting and pushing through the stuff but you're just doing 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 and then you see where the kind of process and the way it takes you and usually i think in your case it takes you in a pretty positive and good direction and yes. and i think also the passion uh, which i really loved and why i really love your music so much is I think you like you feel it in every song, even so I'm not a good, I don't have any knowledge about music, but I really appreciate the music and I know how much love and time you spend for every song. And I think that's something very special and a lot of listeners also gonna um, yeah, feel it, especially also in con- combination with your Instagram, where you're on the road to success with your 2000 followers. I just saw that you have 1,886 followers. That's amazing. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Yeah, for me right now, It's my passion and I couldn't, like, I literally can't imagine doing anything else with yeah. my time. That's, that's the whole thing. Like, I, I, the reason why I'm fully on this is because I can't imagine myself spending my time in any other way. And it feels very natural to me. Like, I don't know, when I was in middle school and I found out about producing, that was not that I was always on it. But in the end, I felt the drive like, okay, now I really want to get into a music production school after my middle school. So now I have to produce hours to get into the music production school. Then I got into that music production school and then I thought, okay, now I have to continue on making a career because I have the urge to do it. Like I really have the urge to do it. And I, I don't know, I can get that away. That's like an urge that is within me. And like, I don't know. I, I, I sometimes I wish I was more relaxed on that part and I could let things go more easily. Uh, but for now, it's just like a drive. And I don't know. I don't even care if I have like 500 followers or then. Well, obviously, I care to some degree because it, more followers leads to more um, safety 
and yeah. get part of getting an income because right now I'm not really getting an income. Yeah. But um, but on the other hand, it's like I don't know. You can't be a producer and not love what you're doing and not have that passion because otherwise you're just gonna quit eventually because you yeah. don't get the money you want or you don't get the results you want. Like for real. If you want to get a stable income and what I'm doing, you have to be in like top 5%. And I'm not even aiming for that. But that's like, you know, you, you can't get a steady income underneath. You always have a side thing as an artist. So that's yeah. the whole thing. Like you can't do this thing without passion. Otherwise, like you can't you can do it for the money. Or you should have like a crazy network, but you can't do this. You can't think like, okay... Now I'm gonna make music, and next day I'm gonna make a hit, and then I'm I'll be successful forever, and everyone will love me. Like maybe one in a hundred thousand cases will work like that, yeah. but in general, that's just very surrealistic and something that I don't know. It's just for the love, and just because I don't know what else I should do with my life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I. I I think you're really talented as well. So that's something which I think you also should appreciate about yourself. And I really love the, the, the whole work you put in. It will make you successful because I also did another interview. I actually posted it uh, yesterday and uh, where I talked about how this like constant work towards a goal um, will sometimes like bring the results you would love to have. Like it just depends over time and it will grow and it will just expand towards something uh, which will be um, um, super amazing at some point. And I'm pretty sure this will also happen with your music. If you continue and if you put in this amazing work, it will, uh, it will be uh, also worth it for you. I'm pretty sure about that. Um, I don't like, like the constant working for a goal. If I could come back on that. Yeah. I don't set goals for myself. Like I set plans, I guess. Okay. But, um, What I noticed with goal setting is that sometimes it can really um, demotivate you. Uh, if you, if you example, don't reach them? Yeah, if you don't reach them, it can okay. really kill your creativity. True. So, yeah. for example, when I, well, I set certain goals, but for example, in the beginning, I thought like, okay, I have a big music label, such as, I don't know, spinning records. Yeah. And you are putting everything on, any, on everything for one song to make it to that label. So you work on that song for 20, 30, 40 hours and you really think about, okay, this is what they're going to like and going to love. And then you send it over to Spinning and Spinning declines or they don't even respond. Then you put in 40 hours working for them basically and they say no. And then you just uh, have a creative breakdown because <laughs> you you spent so much time wanting on it to happen and it doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, What works for me right now is basically when I go into a studio and start making music, it's just going with a clear head and just seeing it as a fun process. So most of the times throughout the day, I'm working on my business, see more stuff and more on maybe some mixing stuff, you know, mastering, but like technical, technical things. Uh, mixing mastering is like the last 5% of what you do when yeah. completing a track. So It's just because in the morning I have fresh ears, but also I have a fresh mind so I can type mails faster and stuff like that. But in the evening, that's my spare time and that's when I have fun and that's when I start creating music without setting any goals. Yeah. Only that, like, I don't even set any goals. I just start making music randomly and eventually, all of a sudden, sometimes it works out and you have an idea and you really love it and you're like, whoa, I really like this. And that moment is the, is my goal. Like when I have that yeah, moment, my goal sense. is reached. Because then I have fun making music, you know? Yeah. And then I don't even care what label it's going to go to as long as I like it because it's fun. And then yeah. I have the motivation immediately to finish the track as well. So then I start working on it, working on it hours, hours, hours because I love it. And then it's finished and it feels like a new product I made, like a new baby, like something from my mind that just is there. And I'm super hyped about it. And then I'm like, okay, fuck it. Now I'm going to send it out to labels. Yeah. No, sorry, that's not the next step. Then I'm going to send it out to bigger artists in my network or other producer friends, see how they respond. 
Um, I try not to get affected by negative feedback because negative feedback can affect you a lot. Yeah. Uh, especially when you've been working and you immediately send it out to someone and you're still very happy. And then someone says, I didn't like this. And it immediately sucks in your head. Yeah. But yeah. Because you're very doubtful because it's fresh. So I try not to do that. I try to put that on a separate day and then send it out to a lot of people, see how they react. Uh, and if they like it, if like 90% of those people like it, then I'm going to send it out to people I know at labels. And okay. then I'm going to wait for their response. Also with bigger DJs, I send it out to them as well. And I'm just going to wait for the response and see. And from there on, they usually, or they like it, and they have some feedback to make it more commercial, make it more sellable. Yeah. Or they don't like it and it's over and I don't care because I had fun making music. And if they like it and they want a more commercial or whatever, then I'm happy with that because I personally don't mind changing my sound a bit uh, for a label because essentially it's about the idea. So if the idea is there, it's your idea, it's creative. Yes. And then a label says like, okay, if you can cut that first piece down so that people... Uh, keep more attention when listening to songs so they won't skip it on Spotify. Okay, I'll do that. Like, for me, that's positive because I also like commercial music. I like having that, you know. If yeah. you don't like it because you want to be very artistic about that, okay, don't do it. But then also don't send it out to labels because labels will, like other people, will uh, comment on it and will have their own vision on it. Of course, yeah. Everyone has a different vision and you just have to find your fine line. But in terms of goal setting, if I would think in the beginning, like, okay, for this month, I need one signed release with spin-in, for example, then I'm just gonna, it's, it's just gonna throw me down a hole because I ha I'm not having fun making music. Okay. Then you're uh, starting, but that's different. You know, for you, for example, you aren't in a super creative business. For me, it's yeah. very creative. Yes. So for me, if I just start working on music and I like, okay, fuck, now I have to make a song that's good for this label, then I'm just completely fucking it up. Because with every step I'm going to make in that process while making music, I'm thinking of a melody and then, okay, let's try this. Oh, also not good enough. I'm just going to shoot down all my ideas that could be fun or could be good because I want the best, the best, the best. And that's not how it works. Like you yeah. also can't always be your best. You always have to take the time and also have fun. Sorry for rambling on, but that's, my thing with setting goals i think i only set long-term goals i think i think sorry for interrupting i think it makes really like a lot of sense what you're saying especially um also in your industry it makes so so much sense to yeah not put you under pressure and especially i think in every business actually what you just said there is a lot of truth to what you said because with the pressure in your neck sometimes it could work some some things you have need to have pressure like those email responses those i don't know if you have any any other operational things you need to have a certain amount of pressure um but especially when it comes to like the creativity part and if you need to have inspiration for something to create i don't know certain products or whatever if it is music i think sometimes the pressure and the goal setting can really have a negative influence as you said onto your Yeah, onto the creation, onto the flow as well, because I think especially in music, the the word flow can be very relevant. And and if you're in a certain flow, if you're in a certain feeling for yourself, if you feel good by doing it, if you are happy, as you said, um, the outcome will change drastically, like towards something more positive. Yes. And you only can do that if you believe in what you're doing. Like that's the that's my main thing. You have to have that gut feeling of thinking like, yeah, this is something that I'm really happy with and that I want to share with the world. That's the most important. If it's a business or if it's a idea, I, I've been thinking about doing ideas for courses, like teaching other people. That's something that I really like and that something that really motivates me. And if I have something that motivates me, then I try to push towards that because stuff like that is hard to find. Like tons of my friends don't know what makes them happy or yeah. what are what and i think that's a difference because you have goals and you think these goals make me happy no it's actually you have to find goals that make you happy you know and otherwise you're going to for it's it's really weird it's a really weird barrier between that like setting goals and looking for things that are fun to do that are yeah. also productive i don't know it's it, it's it's that way around and for me it's like 
I don't want to put a daytime job on and do some stuff that isn't fun for me to do or doesn't inspire me. Life is way too short to do stuff like that. So for me, it's like right now, I think focusing on what I really like and trying to push that as much as possible. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, also out of the passion, out of what you're like, usually in, I think, 90% of the cases you can if you follow something with a passion with what you're liking, you can actually create at some point a cash flow or an income. It doesn't have to be much, but especially when you follow something which you're passionate about, which makes you happy, I think that's already something very special. And as you already said, like a lot of people are not doing that or doing it too little. And yeah. and like for finding your passion to come back to like the roots when it started, you said it started in middle school, you said, and, and, How did you for yourself detect that this is such a high passion of yours? Like how did it get into your life? That would be very interesting for me to share also with the audience. Like what would you, yeah. where did it, it start? All, it all came very naturally. Like when I was That's small, yeah. my, I used to re-sing stuff. Like <laughs> what my parents put on stuff. Yeah. Like I used to sing all the time. And then I was like three or four and my parents put me in a youth choir Uh, and I've been taking private singing lessons back then as well until I was like 12 or 13. And then I started playing. Oh yeah. And when I was 12, that was one of the things when I was 12, I was at the end of the, how is it called? Elementary school? Like the first school you ever go to. Yes. Elementary school. I was yeah. Like 12. Yeah. Elementary yeah. school. And yeah. we closed down the par with a party in a random cafe. It wasn't even that nice. And a friend of mine or someone, my classmate was DJing. Like he had this small DJ setup and he was just picking up the music. And yeah. I was like, holy shit. That's exactly what I want to do. Like I want to make people dance and stand in the middle. And it sounds like a cliche story, but for yeah. me, It, that that moment immediately resembled something that yeah, it brought up this weird feeling that I wanted to do that as well. Um, so then I was 13 and I started playing keyboards yeah. uh, instead of uh, this. But I I did that for two years. And in those two years as well, like I, I then I discovered DJing. I had this DJ software when I was 15. And from the moment I discovered that software... I didn't do anything for my keyboard lessons. So I came back uh, to the keyboard lessons every week and I didn't have anything prepared. And the teacher was just really annoyed and he was just looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing here? He didn't even want to... He didn't... But that was a bad teacher, I think, because he also didn't motivate me to look for other ways, you know, to make me play better. But the motivation yeah. wasn't also that much in me. I was more... I was using the keyboard more as a synthesizer. So I was going through all of the settings and looking for cool sounds to find and stuff Damn, like that. Yeah. But that's something that subconsciously happened back then, which is linked to, I didn't even knew about music production back then. Uh, but then I was 15, I, oh no, sorry, then I was 13 as well in the time of the keyboard and I got the DJ software. I wasn't 15, but then I was 13. And then I bought my first DJ controller And I was just, and I bought some lightning sets, like I bought a smoking machine and a laser and stuff like that. Yeah. And then every evening I went upstairs to play like on a DJ deck, just mixing and learning that and then pushing on the button to let the smoke come out until the uh, fire alarm went off in the house because the entire, uh, how is it called, the entire uh, ceiling was filled with, with with smoke, like smoke yeah. was coming out of the windows and everything. So <laughs> it was quite fun. Then I was like 15 and then I started, uh, yeah, a friend of mine, he showed me Apple Studio, which was a music production software. Yeah. And he told me like, yeah, this is how you can make music. And I, it took me a long time, like the first two years, I didn't even really felt that motivated. Yeah. to do something with that. But I started picking up small things and small things. And then eventually when I was at, yeah, I was 16 or 17. And then I just made my first songs, my first two songs. And I sent them out to every label I could find on Beatport. Beatport is this side in which you can like find uh, music as a DJ. And I just looked at record labels and all the record labels I found, just random labels, I just sent them, emails with my music and then one label 
which was not that good of a label. Sorry to say if you're listening Stefano Iesi, but it sucked. <laughs> but it was like a very, very small uh, Italian label and they really didn't know what they were doing that much. But I just signed it, which is also not smart to do. I wouldn't do that. They could have fucked me over. I hope that there's nothing in the contract that still can fuck me over. <laughs> but yeah. I did that. And that's how I released my first songs when I was 16. Damn. And then I just kept on going and going until I got into music production school. And you know, via via like human connections, I got into music labels. And how did you feel about it? How was the overall like as the, the status of you? Like, did you feel like you reached something when you had the first contract? Like personally, just out of interest, like how do you feel as such a young person? Because now you can handle all of that way better. You have so much more experience. You worked with so many labels already. How was the feeling at this moment? It's just interesting for me to like have this first step stepping stone of success kind of like all i wanted back then was like uh, my music on spotify and a cover art i really wanted that artwork like i, I didn't okay. care i just wanted the artwork with my name on it and that was all <laughs> so the songs like you can still listen to them they're still on the mic it's like the first songs i've done um but they uh yeah they only got a few thousand plays i think not okay. much um But like it was my learning curve. It was my way of sort of my first experience with a label and working with stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's my first releases. And then I got to music conferences. Um, you have Dance Fair in Utrecht in the Netherlands. Okay. Uh, and those are places, networking places, where you can show your music Uh, to other people, labels, managers, whatever. And I just got there as a 16-year-old kid. And I uh, let my music listen to a, a guy. Uh, uh, and he he was in touch with Gregor Salto, which is like a Dutch DJ. He's more in the Latin scene. And yeah. they really liked the song that I had. So we basically decided to put that out with them. And then for the first time, I had my name linked with a bigger artist. So that was my second goal. But back then, I was a huge fan of Funk and Matt. Like, yeah. this is Future House DJ uh, and producer uh, from Norway. And he has been one of my all-time uh, inspirations. And I really loved his sound back then. Like, I still do. But I, it was like my biggest uh, inspiration ever. And then uh, during that music conference, the guy that I signed the song with Gregor Salter for, I sent him this other song, which had a bit of a funk and mad-ish sound. I was very inspired by him and then he was like oh this is cool let me send this over to funk and matt and then i was like what does this guy know funk and matt and then the next day i got a mail from funk and matt saying yeah this is cool i'd love to work on this like he didn't even want to sign us for his label he wanted to work on it um so i think that was my first big accomplishment for myself was that funk and matt edit and that was also the first time that a song got over 100k plays on youtube yeah damn that, that's 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 impressive i mean like and and like but, but it was pure out of randomness okay. like i didn't i i i think the most important is that you get human connections with people through yeah. conferences um right now that's difficult during corona times but like for djs amsterdam dance events stuff like that it's really important because there you can meet people that can that know a lot of other people and yeah. you can just grow your network. Um, and I did that at 16 <laughs> and it was fucking crazy because I was such a big fan of Funk and Matt and all yeah. of a sudden he messaged me back then. Damn. It was super surreal. Almost felt like a sign from the universe or some shit. <laughs> you know? that, that's so. impressive. And like, I mean, then also like the drive was still the same. You would still like the goal setting afterwards was still, you were just working on your music trying to get more people listening to your music and um, after those yeah. bigger people and this like more labels are signing you um how did the journey went then you went then to to uh, high school finished high school and then you went right right into the yeah, this this was during the the funk and math part that yeah. was during high school um, okay that was during high school i, yeah. was, I was 16 back then like i wasn't 12 or something yeah yeah, yeah of course uh, so i was 16 uh then at 
17, I got declined from a production school at Hammond Boat Academy. So I decided to study two more years on high school at a higher level, like yeah. for university appliances and stuff like that. Yes. And in those two years, I barely didn't do anything for school and I just kept on producing because I really wanted to go to that school. Uh, yeah. And then after, then I got to that school that I wanted to go, which is the Rock Academy uh, in, yeah, in, in, in Tilburg. And mm. that's where I'm currently headed. And right now I'm in my last year of college and I still don't know how I'm going to finance my music. So now I'm thinking about doing a master for two more years to stretch yeah. that time <laughs> because I like it so much right here and I don't feel the need to work right now no, that's, uh, that's good. in terms of getting a steady income. Yeah, no, of course. There in my career. Right now. Yeah. And then like, were there other like massive stepping stones for you on, on the way, like until now, which are relevant to just highlight out of interest also for me, where you uh, reach something which you never could have thought of or uh, yeah. some some other like really irrelevant things which is or maybe like little not game changers but which you can be proud of obviously yeah so yeah. for me like signing to spin in records would be a big deal if i was still 14 yeah <laughs> so when I was 14 i was dreaming of that and now last year i signed a song to that label which is really cool um But and it, it's sort of a life goal, but it didn't seem that much as a life goal to me when that happened because I was like, okay, here we are. Yeah. Uh, and I also have to say that within that process, I got screwed up uh, or I got screwed over by some people. I'm not going to call any names or situations, but I got screwed over uh, business-wise. You know, people taking disadvantage of your lack of knowledge because you're just a kid. Yeah. Um, which also made me um, less like, whoa, now I'm signed to this label, you know, because yeah. everything is bitter. So maybe I'm a bit too cautious with this and maybe that's also going to put me in my disadvantage. But I got screwed over by a few people during that time as well. Uh, which also made me more cautious and made me less like, whoa, I've reached this goal. This is amazing. You know? Yeah, of course. Uh, I now see everything that comes like that as a business thing. And of course, I'm hyped when I sign a song to a good label. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, like if I, sign a, if, if I see that the label is interested in my music, which I used to dream of signing, then I'm like, yeah. And if I see Don Diablo playing my music, I'm also really happy by that, you know? Yes, of course. But, Right now, it all seems like part of a plan. So I already see stuff like that coming. I already expect stuff like that to come. Oh, But amazing. if it doesn't happen, then yeah. I'm also fine with that. But I feel like my music quality-wise right now is at that point that I can expect some degree of support by bigger people. That's, yeah. that's just realistically thinking. So I'm also not surprised. I'm very humbled and I'm very happy that that happens. And like, I can't thank these guys enough for supporting me or those labels enough for believing in me. But on the other hand, it's still like all part of the plan. So yeah. still there is a plan, but also there isn't a plan. Like I'm still living day to day, uh, following my gut and doing what feels best and not setting too much goals, but still expecting some stuff to happen maybe like law of attraction comes pretty close to that. Like I'm already in my head where I want to be. And uh, still the process is long and I know it takes time and I'm not expecting myself to blow up in the next five years. If it happens, very nice. Like it's the same with all these goals. Yeah. I couldn't care less. Like, well, I could care less. Like I really, I really want, I really want to go to that direction. And it's all that I could dream of. But at the same time it's just that i should be as happy where i am now as where i should be on a big stage or whatever because yeah, no. when, when you're in that point then you're going to think back about the earlier days and you'll be like oh damn but i had way easier back then just making music in my bedroom yeah. so for me right now i see the whole process as something that should come naturally And that at all times I should just be happy following my gut and doing what I want to do. 
because that feeling is most important. And if you just do something to get money or to get somewhere big, you know, like I'm just making music for big stages. If you think that, then it's just going to fuck you over because or it won't happen and you will be just disappointed with yourself and with your life in general or yeah. it will happen and you will experience that those things still don't make you happy or you think that you're happy but actually you're not. So all you can do is be happy and stand behind everything you do and for me, like since I was very young, I had a need to push my feelings and because my youth wasn't easy, as I said. Like, I had some issues with my parents and with being bullied at school. And I have a really low self-esteem still. Like, even though that I can come over as someone who pushes his music, my self-esteem is quite low. And my, the way I, 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 I'm, I'm an overthinker, you know? So, like, I have some things about myself that, that really make me uh, sensitive. I'm very sensitive. But at the same time, like that's those things made me want to put my emotion into something that I want to share with the world and that me music. And then I also think like, okay, how can I get an income for this? And then I have to think about business wise and think about ways to brand myself and think about ways to use online adverts or whatever. But that all is part of me expressing my feelings in the beginning and just want as many people as possible to hear that and to resonate with that. And from there, hopefully, get a stable income. If that would be 1K to 2K per month. Like, even if I just can grab a sandwich and just live my life, that would be perfect. If I just can create music. Because the last thing I want to do is uh, set myself to the system. Like, commit to having a 9 to 5 until yeah. you're 65 years old or 70 and then die. Because honestly, if you look at global warming and everything... Me as an overthinker, not as that much of a doomsday thinker, but I feel like, dude, we don't have much more time to live. So, <laughs> like, we might as well put everything we have into what we love. Otherwise, we aren't going anywhere. And I mean, that, 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 is, that, is, that is so true. I mean, I, I really think, and I already also said it before, that uh, not a lot of people do think that way and not a lot of people work towards um doing what they are passionate about doing what they are loving and putting as much energy into what they are do like what they are loving to create maybe an income or or just use this little leap of faith or this little passion to create something bigger out of it and that's what i also since the first day i met you at a friend's place um i see in you it's really inspiring for me as well to that you push through so hard with the music with your passion and That's why, I don't know, uh, I, I always try to share your music with friends and stuff and, and we're listening to it and we are super hyped up about it. Um, and it's just really nice um, to, to hear you talking about your music as something so passionate. I really yeah, love, to, love to hear that. I talk with a lot of people who are passionate about what they are doing in this podcast, but still, it's still something which a lot of people still have to find out about themselves and also about what you just said, that we just have time as the resource in our life which is limited the the rest yeah. is is there if we want to have it but spending time the right way and the maybe best way which makes us happy is i think something really relevant and and more and more people should really think about that a lot more to to see hey how do i use my time what do i want to achieve if, if it is music go into music if it is if you want to be a singer if you want to be do whatever you would love and, and follow what you really feel like doing and, and money will come at some point if you are passionate about money will come. So yeah. Well, I feel about this all and this sounds very cliche, but like life's way too short and life's way shorter than you think. Like for example, when I was 15 going to 16, it felt like um, ages, like one year felt like ages. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, 21 to 22 and it feels like you know like one split second like corona came in march right now we're almost in 2021 yeah and it insane. feels like two three months passed by even though we're almost a year further true and i feel like that's also time goes by so quickly 
stuff happens in such a small amount of time. Like I'm an overthinker and I've been stressing way too much about wars coming up, AI, climate change, blah, 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 blah. But when I put all those things in perspective, I still have this view of like, eh, maybe like within five to 10 years, something really fucked up will happen, you know? But when that happens, I want to have achieved something that really makes me happy. I don't want to work at a fucking gas station from nine to five or whatever. I just want to do what I love and what I'm, I'm out there. Because like, even if I don't make money until I'm 30 or 40, I don't care. I've spent my time doing whatever I want to do. And I feel like that's way more important and way more valuable to others as well. Uh, than doing something that gives you negativity and that also brings other people negativity. Like yeah. you have to spread some positivity in the world. And for me, music is that way to spread positivity. People can forget their feels or forget their worries when listening to music, you know. And for me, it's also making the music is for me the therapy. And for other people, consuming music is a therapy. Yeah, I think like especially consuming music is for like a lot of people so essential, and they have like such a strong connection to to their favorite songs or artists or whatever. And also like the feeling which you can create as an artist within people is something a very special talent. If you can create something very um, beautifully and something inspiring, and as you said, it's something which just drags you out of the normal life, the normal kind of system, and it brings you somewhere where you just enjoy uh, the vibe um, of the music, um, whatever you're listening to. Um, so yeah, it's something really great. And even so, if it is just, for example, our podcast interview as well, it can be also just brings you out of the normal thinking and just uh, gives you a little bit of inspiration. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right now I'm also working on this project, which I'm thinking about releasing in two months uh, as my first independent release, just because I want to push it out there. Uh, and it's this project called When the World Ends. And it's literally me having these feelings and like literally saying like, yo, here are a few songs I want you to hear before the world ends. But also having that thing in mind of perspective and like, with that short time that you have doing something that you really love. So I think that not as a shameful promo right here, that's something that's really good in the flow of this conversation and in the flow of what my brain is out, well, what my brain is doing right now. Like yeah. just putting that stress and that anxiety and those fears into music um, so that I can process it myself, but on the other hand, also bring it to other people so they can process whatever they're dealing with by listening to a nice piece of music. Well, I hope it's nice. but It yeah. will, I'm pretty sure, man. I'm super excited I for... for <laughs> I, 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 yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm like super excited for, for the music uh, which has come out and I also really like how nicely and how authentic you are as an artist as like now as we are talking about the topics we're talking about and how you integrate that into your music is really I, i really love how you set up everything yeah even so we talked before a little bit about it even so you say you're not as planned sometimes which is also happening to me i'm also like a little unstructured sometimes but i mean Sometimes, as you said, uh, if we are talking about a plan, it, sometimes you see still pieces are coming together, uh, things are working out. Um, I don't know if it is the, the content creation or whatever, it, it fits slowly, step by step, um, towards like the bigger picture uh, you would love to paint about yourself. And sometimes, which is really interesting also about content creation, where I also have a struggle with right now to like create content around the podcast because it takes a lot of time. It consumes just a lot of time to create content. Um, sometimes just starting and beginning with creating something, creating a video of yourself talking about something, um, it's already... I don't know if something is already happening then and you're going to create content which aligns actually with what you want to bring out. Um, so for me, which we also talked, you're more like a doer and a person who's just starting with things. I'm sometimes also a little bit of an overthinker and, yeah. and struggle a little with the starting point. Um, yeah. Yeah, for me, like I've been lucky to get into that view 
quite early on. So I had two years of doing nothing and a friend convincing me that Fruity Loop Studio was the shit, that music making was nice, you know? Yeah. Uh, if I didn't have that, then I might haven't ever, I might haven't, well, my English is terrible, sorry, but I, I might have not uh, started music production at all, you know? Yeah. But right now, like we're now in an age with YouTube and social media and everything. Everyone can learn everything from each other and be yeah. in touch with everything. So if you don't know how to produce music, someone in fucking Africa will teach you within 30 minutes all the basics that you need to know to start producing music. Yeah. If you don't know how to paint something, you just open up a Bob Ross video and he will teach you how to paint, you know? Like, it's it's so easy to learn nowadays. So basically everyone can start something to do what they want. The most difficult part is finding something that you want to do every day. That's the most important, difficult part. I have been lucky to always have that. If I wouldn't have that, I wouldn't have known what to do. But I know that a lot of my friends who work daytime jobs and whatever don't know what they want to do. Like they just start working from nine to five, then they get home, they make dinner and they go to bed and the next day they have work again. And that's yeah. whatever makes them happy, you know? But I don't know. I don't think that happiness lies within that. I think it's most important to just find something that you really want to do. Um, 100%, 100%. I, I do agree with that. And also like what we talked about, the, the normal system, how people are getting like, into work is also sometimes a little upsetting for me also friends who are just as you said doing like a nine-to-five job um then getting a home or something maybe getting a car and then they have such a high um bill they have to pay that they can't they are not flexible anymore they can't really choose what they want to do and that's why what also what my mom always says to me uh, because she's one of my my biggest inspirations is that people and also some other people say it should use their early age, like between 20 to 30 or 20 to 25 to try out different things, try out as many things as possible and go out of your comfort zone as much as possible yeah. to explore what you feel passionate about. Because in, in your lucky position, it's, it was music and you knew it from the beginning on. But in my case, um, it's also kind of easy. I, we have a family business. So I'm going also in this direction. I just have to find my place within uh, the company, what I want to do there. But for other people, they just should go out of their comfort zone more often and try to see, hey, there is more than just working this nine to five job and, and especially finding then satisfaction uh, within something is really giving you so much more life back because uh, for you producing music, for me doing this interview is really amazing and, and really helps me to, understand a couple of things better it's helping me as well to find my purpose maybe even better and it doesn't feel like work it's just yeah. a conversation between friends which is really nice and and i would love to see that more often especially for for our friends or other people uh, which we have around us who just should um be a little more um they should maybe think a little more about um, what they want to do and what gives their them a, a bigger purpose because working working is such a long time in your life so that's sometimes upsetting to see in this society you have so many people that work nine to five paycheck after paycheck after paycheck after paycheck the income of the people on an hourly basis gets lower and lower, or in the Netherlands at least, I don't know how it's in other countries, but in the Netherlands, like the average pay bill that my friends get for working at a regular company, you know, without any degree, but just working because they don't have anything else in their life. It's like 10 euros per hour, which is not much. And that's hard work. Like they have to clean toilets or they have to do a lot of shit that's really, in my opinion, demotivating. Also, I notice it with them that it demotivates them. Prices in our country keep getting higher every year, uh, way higher than that the income goes up, you know? So I notice with a lot of my friends that they are getting stressed about 
money about if they have enough money to spend. And what happens next when you have stress, you don't have any creativity at all. You don't have the urge to create. You just have the urge to work more. And to my opinion, that hole in which people go in is almost like as if they are modern slaves to the money. Like just basically that because people have to work, otherwise they don't have an income, otherwise they can't eat. So they have to work and have to do stuff that they don't want to do. And I'm still very happy that I am still in school because I get funds from the government and the government still pays me right now to go to school. And luckily that's music production. So I've been really blessed with that. But a lot of friends who aren't in that position, they just get stressed, depressed. They even get some points of aggression also to me personally. Why? I don't know, because they're frustrated with stress. And then I ask them, where's that stress coming from? And then most of the time, the answer is just like money and too much routine uh, through Corona. They can't go to parties anymore. They can't do all the fun stuff anymore. So they have no way to have their emotions put into something, you know? And I think that's the issue with a society like this. People aren't triggered to make music or to do art or to do something else that they love and that they can put their passion into, which will eventually get their money because they need the money right now. And because they need the money right now, they have to work a lot. And because of the work that they have to do, they don't have any energy to put it in something else. And that's basically the entire loophole of the system that I'm quite angry with right now, maybe quite frustrated with. I put yeah. that into some songs, <laughs> yeah. uh, but like that's that's something that I'm very frustrated with, and that's I think the, the 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 starting point for why we are even having this conversation. You know, we're all grown up to get into that nine to five mentality. We're all grown up to be in classes and learn the same things and do a job that is for a bigger company and like get money that way and i mean a lot of people are happy with that and i totally respect that like my mama uh, my mama my mother is a psychologist and she works at a company as well but she loves what she's doing because she's helping other people through that psychology you know so you can do stuff underneath the company as well and loving what you do but at the same time there are so many people working in factories, working as a truck driver, working at a, I don't know, at a gas station, working at a supermarket, whatever. Dude, I worked at a supermarket when I was 16 and I got under five euros per hour. Under five euros per hour. Like, are you serious? You know, like, that's basically the whole point that I think, like, that's, that's the, where the whole problem is of our society and, and the whole thing. And that's also why we have to have this conversation about finding things that are still interesting to you and that are still motivating you to get out of, out of your bed and to get money, hopefully, on the long run on something that makes you happy. Yeah. You know, because if you don't have that and you, and you have a shit job and you work until you're 65, and then you have a retirement maybe for 10 years and then you die. Like that's not where I want to be at. So that's for me basically why I make music right now. And I think that more people should come to that conclusion of getting to a point where they're happy with what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think they're happy, but they're not. And a lot of people do things for the wrong reasons and a lot of people do wrong things for the right reasons you know and that's all part of life wow it's got existential very quickly i don't know if you if this is usable but it's uh, my point of view on this whole situation <laughs> no I, I i do i do agree with with quite um uh, all of the things you said and and i also i mean Obviously, then for for as a listeners who are going to listen to it, depending on where they are from, if if five or ten euro is a lot or not. But obviously, you also explained how how the living costs in the Netherlands are generally quite high, and so to cover that and then also have like those kind of 
additional money to go out to party and do certain things. Yeah. For five, for five euros at a party, you can get like two beers, maybe even one beer and a half. So you're working one hour at a supermarket for one beer and a half at a party. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's actually a great um, explanation Yeah, to, to, to break it down. And so I, I do understand and I, it also then really depends on, on what situation the per, every individual person is in. In our situation, we had the lucky position. I have a family business behind it. Uh, you, you just grew up into, into the music industry, um, but just the, the awareness and sharpen the awareness to, to see what you can take out of the interview to, to for yourself, think again, what could I do? Even so, if it is just like focusing 10 hours a month or something towards something you think you're passionate about and trying every month something else out and see, I don't know if it is painting, if it is again, music, if it is, I don't know, marketing, whatever you would love to explore, try it out. And as we said also before, as Mick explained so well, Everything you can learn in the internet on YouTube, there is everything on our phone if we want to learn something, if we are really passionate about it. And um, it can do, like you can learn so many different things. It's almost impressive and how beautifully um, you, you, you said it. To come back to you and to your um, takeaways from the industry, from music in general, um, could you just maybe say like three four maybe positive things you took out of the whole journey until now nothing in in the world can make me happier than making music yeah. um so that's the main thing like i'm literally doing whatever makes me feel happy and i can't imagine doing anything else that's i think the most positive side for my work the second most positive thing is uh, compassion and positivity from others Whenever I'm dealing with problems, I put that into my music and that music eventually gets to other people who experience problems and the music helps them to deal with that. And then eventually they get back to me saying, yo, thanks for making music and getting me through this time, you know. And that's something that I noticed on a daily basis that I got messages like that and it really how motivated me to keep on doing this because that's like the main part you know um helping other people for me at least um and then the downside is the doubt uh so i have a lot of doubt if i can continue on making money this way in the future after my study is finished i don't know and otherwise i have to look for alternatives but that's my biggest point is doubt yeah and the second biggest pointer for me it's difficult to close off my spare time from my work like my work is literally my spare time as well and all my spare time goes into my work yeah and that's something that is quite tiring easily um and that can be quite stressful as well like the urge to work and to push you know, I can keep on producing music until five in the morning. And I like to do that. But at the same time, it's also not very healthy for myself. And that's that's downside, I guess, to what I'm doing. It's very tiring. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it has, it's a down, it's actually like in between, it's really positive and a little bit negative. It really yeah. fucks up your schedule in general, like your sleeping schedule and stuff. But I mean, to find so much passion, I think still it's something very impressive. And also throughout the interview, like the, the whole time my brain is like, damn, I'm like so impressed by like how much passion, how much work you put in to, to the music. It's really nice still. And to kind of finish up everything, is there any topic, anything you want to, like usually what I ask um, the interview partner is for like a little inspiration towards other people i mean we had a lot of pointers already today in in the interview and my audience is like between them um, 16 and 30 i think and what would you say like from the experience you made uh, from the kind of yeah career you already had in the music industry to them to i don't know maybe motivate them to just tell them something positive what would you love to to spread out there try to minimize negativity like for real if you 
if you if you are surrounded by negativity by negative people by stuff that you really don't want to do or don't like but you have to do it if you really have to do it do it like if you really have to work because otherwise you aren't going to have a roof over your head please work because being homeless is way worse but on the other hand um if you put a lot of time into negativity into neg into hanging out with negative people into uh, spending your time doing negative things uh, then that negativity will eventually get into your head and you will miss opportunities and you will miss creativity. Whereas I try to uh, surround myself with people that are like-minded, that are also working uh, in the same mindset that I do. And that also inspires me and also helps me to look at things in a positive way and also helps me to be more open to other people and to help other people. And I think that the positive energy is really what the world needs right now, especially during COVID times, especially during all the weird shit that's going on right now. Like the only thing we can do is think positive and share positivity. And through positivity, you can also reach stuff within your career that you wouldn't have reached without it because positivity creates opportunities. Um, so that's basically, I think, my big life advice. Think and share positivity. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so, so much um, for the interview, for your time. Um, I really like what we talked about. Um, I'm happy with, with the outcome. I, I think we could inspire. We could give people a different perspective, give people or like make people think more about what they actually want to do. I think that was like the biggest kind of insights we could give in, in the interview. So thank you so much again for the interview. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your time, man. Thanks for having me.